This is Brain Diet, episode number nine. I'm Taylor Ann Macy, and you are listening to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain good information. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Brain Diet podcast. I'm really happy that you're here. If this is your first time, hello. I'm so glad that you're here. When you are here, it really helps me, obviously, but I hope that it helps you and that we are helping each other out here, that this is a mutual relationship. (laughs) I wanted to share a review to start out the episode today. I wanted to share a review from Will who said, truly, this is my favorite podcast. In the midst of busy and crazy days, this is what helps me feel calm. I can't wait to hear more. So thank you, Will, for sharing that review. And for anyone else listening, please leave me a review. It helps me out so much and I appreciate you. Will mentioned the busy and crazy days. Life happens, circumstances happen, but we get to decide what we present our brain with to let it have thoughts about. If we give our brain adequate opportunities to think amazing thoughts, we start to create amazing results. So Will, as we all have those busy and crazy days, I hope that this podcast acts as one of those opportunities that you give your brain to think amazing thoughts. And I actually had a realization about this idea when it comes to listening to the radio. And while talk radio is great, I had realized that... Every morning on our drive to the gym, it takes us seven minutes to get to the gym, and I would always have talk radio on as we drove to the gym. And I started to realize that I was getting to know the radio DJs. It got to a point where I could tell you names of their family members and their spouses and their kids and who was pregnant and who was doing this and who was doing that. And I was fascinated with the fact that I, from only listening to them seven minutes a day, had almost developed a relationship with these people. I had started to learn all of these facts, and it was crazy to me that those seven minutes had created all of this knowledge within me that my brain had consumed. And so I realized that even though I love talk radio, I wanted to fill that seven minutes with something that would give my brain an opportunity to create something, to present my brain with information and let my brain make something of it. And even if just for seven minutes at a time, we are constantly allowing our brain to interpret circumstances. So like I said, this podcast is primarily dedicated to giving people good information that allows their brain to create something in their lives. It's good information that can facilitate change and improvement and evolution as opposed to creating stagnation and inaction and keeping you stuck. My life was changed by listening to one life coaching podcast episode at a time, and so can yours. So take a few minutes every day, listen to an episode. Thank you for listening to mine. I hope that I can provide you with some really excellent information. So today we are talking about how to make decisions. I want to talk about how our brains work when we make decisions and some tips to help you make them and to make your decision making even more efficient. So we make decisions every single day. Whether they are big or small, every time we take action, we are making that decision to do so. 
we wouldn't be able to take action if we didn't have a brain helping us to make the decision to take that action. Now, plants don't have brains, so they can't make any decisions. Animals have brains, but animal brains think solely in the moment. They think in terms only of survival, and they don't think about what they could do now that would benefit them in five years. That is why the human brain, being the most advanced brain on the planet, is so amazing because we have the capability to be forward-thinking, to think toward our future and what we could do now to benefit ourselves in five years. Now, though we have this ability to be forward-thinking, When it comes to making everyday decisions, we often get stuck making those decisions in the moment. I want you to think about in a regular day, how many decisions you make. You decide to get out of bed. You decide what you're going to wear for the day. You decide what it is that you will eat for breakfast. You decide what TV shows you're going to watch. You decide what radio stations to listen to. You are constantly making decisions. Now, our brains don't have unlimited energy. Our brain has units of energy that can be depleted. So think of the brain units that you have and what you use them on. If it is the things that I mentioned, if it is what you're going to eat, the food that you'll eat throughout the day, outfits that you will wear, activities that you will participate in, TV shows, what you spend your money on, what you choose to listen to, all that type of thing. And sometimes we use our brain units for things that we don't really need those extra brain units to be devoted to. Now, our society today gives us more options than ever of things to consume. We have Netflix with thousands of hours of entertainment, and now we've got Disney+, Plus, we've got Amazon Prime, we've got Hulu, we've got all of these streaming services that are just compounding these hours of things we can choose from to consume. We've got Amazon with hundreds of options of every single product, and we've got online shopping like Shein or Fashion Nova. And if you are like me, <laughs> shopping on those websites sends me down a long and dark rabbit hole. They have so many things to choose from. Now, I'm not saying that any of those things that I just mentioned are bad. I am so grateful that we live in a time where we have Netflix and Amazon and online clothes shopping. I'm just saying that it is worth noting how those things can consume our brain units when maybe we don't want them to, at least not all the time, right? So then think of the big decisions that you have to make. Have you ever stayed stuck in making a decision for so long that you get completely exhausted by it. I see people do this all the time when they're deciding where to attend college. And because they are often given weeks to decide, they take those weeks worrying and going back and forth and weighing options, believing that that is somehow useful. When you take time making everyday decisions and when you devote days or weeks to making big decisions, you start to experience decision fatigue. Decision fatigue is when your brain literally gets tired from simply making too many decisions or spinning in, I don't know, when you are trying to make a decision and yet you aren't taking action. A decision left unmade 
is like a weight you carry around that your brain is trying to work on, devoting energy to solving, and it's not getting any relief from it. So here are some tips of how to alleviate some of that decision fatigue. Because if you were to eliminate some of the decisions from your day and lessen that decision fatigue, you free up brain units to be put toward things that actually matter to you. You free up energy in your mind to devote to something useful. And you facilitate more relaxation because you don't have to sit with that weight on your brain of what to eat and what to wear and all of those decisions going through your brain. So here are my two tips. Little decisions can be planned. Big decisions can be made in about an hour, period. So let's talk first about little decisions. Let's think about brushing our teeth, for example. We decided that when we were young, that it was the responsible thing to do to brush our teeth twice a day. So it it was something that we just decided to do. So it becomes part of our routine. We don't have to think about it. We just do it and we are benefited for it. We don't waffle in indecision in whether or not we want to brush our teeth. Now, little decisions like what to wear that day, if you plan that out before, it actually saves you a lot of those brain units. And I want to give the example of Steve Jobs specifically to eliminate decision fatigue and conserve his brain units. Although I'm sure he described it much more (laughs) eloquently than that. He made up his wardrobe to consist only of black turtlenecks, denim jeans, and New Balance sneakers. Because he valued his brain units or whatever he more eloquently called them, he eliminated as much decision-making as possible from his day-to-day life. Now, I'm not saying that we all need to trash our wardrobe and minimize it to only three types of things. I mean, I love a good strong outfit, don't get me wrong, but isn't it interesting to realize how much time we devote every day to just deciding what to wear? It's kind of the equivalent of those seven minutes listening to the radio. I don't know how long you take deciding what to wear, but those minutes start to compound and they'll take you in a direction regardless of whether or not you manage it. So it's worth noticing, right? Now, the next decision I want to talk about is a really big little decision, and that is what we eat every day. We spend so much time and so many brain units deciding what it is that we will eat for every single meal and every single snack every single day. Like how many of you have been one of those people that circles back and forth looking in your fridge every five minutes only to not decide on anything and then be back at the fridge five minutes later? Like that is a lot of brain units that you are devoting to something without even making decisions, right? When we wait until the very moment to decide what it is that we are going to eat, we are infinitely more reactive. The moment you set up all of your decisions ahead of time, the less reactive you will be in the moment. And this is where our human brain comes in. And if we don't use it, we start to be a little bit like those animals and just react to everything as opposed to being forward thinking and planning ahead. So when I am coaching on weight loss in my practice, this is the backbone of what we do. By simply planning 24 hours ahead of time what you will eat, you completely eliminate that decision, all of those decisions, from your day, and you prevent yourself from eating emotionally. You aren't 
eating as a reaction to the emotions that you are feeling. You are eating what you planned and in response to the hunger signals in your body, and you aren't eating in response to your emotions. Now, this is the life hack that helps me help others lose weight. It really is that simple because deciding ahead of time what you eat and eating only that, it starts to train your brain to trust itself. It starts to put that forward thinking part in charge and not that primal part. It starts to develop that relationship with yourself that you can stick to what it is you said you were going to do. And even if what you planned was to eat ice cream and pizza, you are having your own back and sticking to what you said you planned. Now, those of you who have worked with me, you know that we do not make the decision in our plan to eat 30 grams of protein and six ounces of steamed broccoli the whole entire day. We make decisions that you can stick to based on where you are at, where your body is at, and what works for you. Because deciding to plan what you know you can accomplish develops your relationship with yourself and your ability to show up for yourself. The 24-hour ahead-of-time decision frees up your mind. I have a ritual every week where I sit down at the beginning of the week and I plan out every element, every part of my week. This eliminates so many decisions. In that hour... I save myself hours of decision time. Now, every night I will sit down and refine the plan for the following day. I will officially outline everything that I will be eating the following day. I outline precisely what work needs to be done and when I will get it done. I outline precisely what I will do for my workout so that once I get to my workout, I don't have to think about it. And then the day goes so smoothly and I just get to relax my way through it because it's already been planned and I'm not constantly making decisions. I'm not constantly in that state of decision fatigue. Now let's talk about big decisions. Let's talk about the where you'll go to college, whether or not to buy a house, whether or not to have another baby, all of those types of decisions. Now with any of those, I want to offer that every single time, no matter what, There are no wrong decisions. When we get stuck in the idea that there is a right and a wrong decision, that's when we keep ourselves stuck by not making a decision and overwhelming ourselves with decision fatigue. What if there never was a wrong decision? What if whatever decision you made, the outcome would be that there would be half negative emotion and half positive emotion? An example of this that I want to share, I was scheduled to attend a coaching workshop a few weeks back. It was in Dallas. I was really excited about it. I had had the plane tickets for months in advance. I had my hotel booked. I was so excited to attend this workshop. Now, I am on regular treatments of chemotherapy infusions, so I am an immunocompromised person which means that as this Dallas workshop, this life coaching workshop was approaching, the coronavirus COVID-19 was starting to rise, panic was starting, and all of this information was coming out and people were canceling their travel plans and there was just news and information that was building every single day about what was happening. I was concerned about what to do. 
about whether or not to go. Because if I went as an immunocompromised person, I would be risking contracting the virus. I am in that at-risk category. And so I was taking that information and deciding what to do with it. But then I really wanted to go to this workshop and I was just completely torn. And I had people outside of me saying, please don't go, please don't go. And here is what I decided. I decided that I was going to go because I knew that whatever decision I made, the outcome would be half negative emotion and half positive emotion. If I decided to go, I would deal with all of the negative emotion of the worry and the fear and the panic over contracting the virus, over interacting with other people, over risking my life (laughs) in a sense. That was my half of the negative emotion. But if I went, it would be half positive because I would get to go to this amazing coaching workshop that I had been dying to go to for months and looking forward to. It would have been half and half. If I had made the decision to stay I would have had the negative emotion of being so disappointed that I missed out on this thing that I had been looking forward to for months, but I would have had half positive emotion with the relief that I would have been safe and preventing myself from getting sick. I had decided to go and the workshop was canceled 24 hours before it was supposed to commence and it was canceled a few hours before I left for the airport. So The decision was kind of made for me, but the point still remained the same, that I committed to my decision of going. I committed to the idea that it was going to be half and half positive and negative either way. So I embraced all of the negative emotion that I was feeling with my decision, and that made it so much easier for me. Now, when we make big decisions, regardless of which decision we decide to make, regardless of which one we choose our brain will immediately come back with reasons why it isn't right and why we should go back to reconsidering. What if with big decisions, you anticipated that your brain was going to offer you that either way? What if you knew that your brain would throw a fit once you committed to something because your brain, regardless of what the decision was, thought that it was just too risky? Just because our brains do that doesn't mean that a decision is a wrong decision. It just means that our brains are trying to keep us from taking risks and getting out of our comfort zones. When we own that there are no wrong decisions and that our brain is going to be skeptical either way, but that any decision made is going to be 50-50 positive negative emotion, we take our power back. We put ourselves in the driver's seat by owning that we make the decisions. The decisions aren't forced upon us. We stop being so reactive to our lives and start being the creators of them. So how do we make decisions? Here's the secret. You just decide. (laughs) And you make a deal with yourself not to feel regret. It's that simple. Like, did you know that that's possible to just decide that you won't feel regret about a decision? People think that regret comes from circumstances that somehow indicate that we made a wrong decision. But regret comes from our thoughts. Regret comes from how we think about things. So if you decide not to feel regret, you can make decisions and be free from the fatigue of waffling back and forth. Another example is my husband and I had kind of talked about getting new carpet in our living room. And yesterday he said, I think we should do it. I think we should get new carpet. And so I said, great, let's get new carpet. And normally in my normal disposition character type way, 
I make a decision and then I'm like, okay, we got to take a couple of weeks to think about what kind of carpet we want to research the right carpet, all that type of thing. But my husband had decided we're going to get carpet. And a few hours later, we were at the carpet store. And of course, my brain was like, this is too quick. We have to reconsider. This is a big decision, yada, yada, yada. But then I remembered the theme of this week's podcast about making decisions. And I thought to myself, okay, we're going to get new carpet. I am deciding now that I will already love it, no matter what the carpet is. So I went into that store I said to the salesperson, I said, this is our budget. These are our dimensions. Show me what you've got. He said, okay, we've got these options and these options and these options. And within 10 seconds, I said, great, we'll take this one. And we were in and out of the carpet store in 15 minutes. And I've already decided that I love that carpet and it's going to be the greatest carpet for our house. (laughs) So big decisions, whether they are college or carpet, they can be made in about an hour. And when it comes to those types of decisions, the big ones, college, buying a house, there are obviously decisions within those decisions. Like I'm deciding to go to this college, but they need to accept me first, or we have to make an offer and see if they accept that offer on their house. But with every step of the decision process, going all in on it and waiting on a response to determine your next decision releases you from a lot of exhaustion that comes from your brain trying to work on a problem that it just can't solve yet. Sometimes you'll want to discuss with another person or make sure that things have been communicated before making the decision, but don't use that as an excuse to stay in indecision. You commit to yourself first what it is you're going to do and then wait for more information to move forward. You really keep your power that way. Now, one final note on decisions. Sometimes we get stuck believing that to make a big decision, we have to have a big and noble reason for doing so. And what I want to offer is that that isn't true. What if it were totally okay to make decisions simply because you wanted to? What if it were okay to pick up and move to another state just because it was something that you wanted? Sometimes simply wanting something is the very best reason to do something. And you don't need to talk yourself into it by rationalizing why it's realistic or why it's economical or why it's legitimate. You can give yourself permission to do something just because it's something that you want. And there's a difference between wanting something in order to feel better. For example, you want a bigger house because you believe that it will make you happier. And that's never true. And that's not what I'm talking about because changing circumstances to try to change the way you feel is very disempowering, but genuinely wanting something just because you want it is a very empowering place to be because you are honoring yourself when you do that, when you honor your own desires. So as you make those daily decisions, or as you make those big decisions, make sure that you remember that little decisions can be planned and big decisions can be made in about an hour. Save those brain units and put them towards something awesome. You start to live with energy as opposed to reacting to your life and getting exhausted. Being a great decision maker is a skill that can change your life. If you want help, go to my website, taylorannmacy.com and sign up for a free mini session. Have a great week, everyone. I will talk to you next time.